Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees Spring Training Podcast for Wednesday, March 24th. Opening day now just eight days away. The Yankees have some decisions to make. The fifth starter competition might be clearing up. Davey Garcia worked on Wednesday, and he allowed seven hits and four runs, including a couple of home runs in three innings of work. Garcia's worst outing of the spring came in a 5-0 loss to the Blue Jays in Tampa. Uh, Overall, it's been a pretty good spring for Davey Garcia, but his last couple of times out, his fastball command has gotten away from him, and his ability to put batters away with two strikes has escaped him, Uh, both in his last time out uh, against the Phillies and in this outing against the Blue Jays, had hitters with two strikes and uh, those guys ended up working deeper counts, deeper at-bats, worked up his pitch count pretty good. And these are the kinds of things that need to be cleaned up and probably give you an idea that Domingo Herman is going to edge out Garcia for that fifth starter uh, role early in, uh, early in this season. Doesn't mean that Garcia isn't going to uh, pitch for the Yankees at some point this year, maybe even early on, and, uh, and have a good season for them. But at this point, he's simply not pitching very well his last two times out. And, um, you know, you really want him to be moving in the right direction, not the wrong direction. So it's nothing that a couple of extra starts maybe at that alternate site can't fix. I would say minor leagues, but that's not going to start up until May. Uh, and you'd hope that he's in a position to be pitching better before then, although you don't know if the Yankees are going to need him before then. Uh, overall, though, it's a good problem for the Yankees to have in that their decisions, at least as far as the starting pitching is concerned, right now their decisions are all based on performance, nothing else. Uh, everybody has thrown the ball really well pretty much the entire spring. There is no reason, and I'll knock on wood for you, there is no reason to think about an injury concern with any of these starters so far. Uh, so you're making decisions based on performance. And if you're going to base it on performance, Domingo Herman has pitched better than Garcia. You know Tyone and Kluber have pitched well. Jordan Montgomery has pitched well. And obviously Garrett Cole is your number one in your opening day starter. So you're going to build everything around that. And um, the Yankees have some bullpen decisions to make. And that got a little bit more complicated, first with the injury to Zach Britton, and now with the injury to Justin Wilson, which the Yankees say for now they don't have a whole lot of information on as far as timetable. It's a day-to-day situation right now because the MRI performed on Wilson came back clean. His shoulder is not an issue from a structural standpoint, so they're going to uh, give him some anti-inflammatories for a couple of days, take care of maybe some of that muscle tightness uh, that he experienced, and see how long that takes. Now, it's a little vague how many days it's going to be, or if they think Wilson can still make the opening day roster for them. But I I still think there are, you know, trade possibilities in the works here because there are a lot of other roster issues the Yankees have here that they need to clear up. And it's all part of one big puzzle. Uh, The last bench spot is something that, you know, they have to resolve here 
and make at least a couple of moves in the next couple of days to figure out, especially the situation with Jay Bruce and Derek Dietrich, They'll have to move on those guys in a couple of days here and make a decision as you're now uh, almost a week away from opening day. And these are veteran players with the outs in their contracts and certain CBA stipulations that they have to know that can't it can't go to the very final day of spring training for them. Uh, Bruce is interesting because he started out pretty well, but he's kind of faded a little bit. And Mike Talkman has played very well. And, you know, early in spring, you know, for me, it was, okay, Jay Bruce is a veteran. He has a long track record. He's playing very well. And Mike Talkman had a bad 2020. Now he's playing well again in the spring. And it's, you know, it's important not to get fooled by what you're seeing in March. But, you know, you what the Yankees saw from him two years ago is what they hope they have in that player, what they hope he is. And Talkman, uh, well, Talkman had an issue last year that, you know, might be a very big reason why he didn't hit well in 2020. I'll get to that in a second. But as far as the roster decisions of competing with Jay Bruce and trying to find a roster spot when the Yankees have a a, a full, healthy load of outfielders and it's hard maybe for him to find a spot right now and being out of options uh, to send to the minors and his future kind of up in the air right now, these are the discussions, the decisions that Talkman said earlier that, they're just things he can't really worry about right now. I don't have any say in that. So um, I've <clears throat> I've personally been happy um, with uh, my level of at-bats. I've been happy with the way I've played the outfield, and I've been happy with how my body's felt. I think that I'm in a position to play at a high level in the major leagues this year, and to me that's much more of a priority than worrying about what people way above my pay grade are going to do. So I'm, I'm focused on playing baseball. I'm focused on today. And that's really as far in the future as I'm looking. Now I mentioned the uh, reason for the poor 2020 for Talkman. He revealed early in spring training that he had a shoulder issue last year, shoulder injury that really affected his swing. And it is a really good explanation for why his power just fell off the table in 2020. Remember the sock man, talk man, the sock man. Well, there was no sock left in the sock man last year. Um, it was gone. Didn't hit a home run after showing so much power in 2019 for the Yankees short, uh, short uh, sample size, but still uh, pretty good clout, for Mike Talkman in 2019, it disappeared altogether in the short season of 2020. Well, the shoulder issue that Talkman talked about really seemed to have robbed him of his power. Uh, I asked him about it again earlier on Wednesday, and he's he's not ready to call it. He doesn't want to call it as an, an excuse for what happened last year. It's part of what you like about Mike Talkman. He seems to be you know pretty straightforward in his approach as a player. And he's he's mentioning the injury and telling it, telling us what it did, but he's not calling it as an excuse. And it's important to note here that you know when we ask players for different reasons why they don't perform uh, the way we think they should or they think they should, it's it's a reason. Now sometimes it comes off to people as an excuse, but. It is a reason, and it's all in your perception of how you feel about the person and how genuine they are and what your expectations are for the player and how they're playing through it. It's kind of the 
It's one of the rough things about being a professional athlete. You want a gamer who plays through pain, but you want to perform at the same high level as if he wasn't in pain. It's a really hard thing to accomplish, and Talkman went through that last year, and he put that kind of pressure on himself. Here's Talkman uh, really mentioning this shoulder issue and how it, it wasn't an excuse, but it was a reason why he didn't play well last year. I felt as though I was healthy enough to play, so I don't want to, I'm not trying to explain away a bad um, you know, production level because ultimately I felt as though I could play. There was a large part of the season where I didn't feel like myself, and it was, it was difficult for me to take the swings that I wanted to take. And I think whether it was consciously or subconsciously, I found a way that I felt like I could swing and play in the games and get through games. And I developed some bad swing path patterns. So, um, you know, I can't, I, I feel strongly that I'm in a lot better position to have success this year. I can't, whatever anybody else decides is really not up to me. Like, like I said, uh, I feel like I'm in a good spot right now and I'm excited, uh, with where my swings at. I feel good. I feel healthy. Um, and I'm very excited to, you know, wrap up this week of spring and get into the regular season. So I've gone back and forth on this because I really believe Jay Bruce has played well enough and performed well enough to to be a presence for the Yankees. He seems to fit in well with this group. He has a drive to try to win a championship, some veteran leadership. That always goes over very well on a club that's kind of prepared like the Yankees are prepared right now. But they like Mike Talkman and his versatility. The problem for me is that the Yankees have too many outfielders. And I know that guys get hurt, but you can't stash them all right now. And, you know, Gardner... As the backup outfielder, Clint Frazier is a much different situation than Gardner, the starting outfielder, and Frazier is the backup because Gardner is the guy who is your defensive outfielder now. He can come in late innings for Clint Frazier. He can move around and and spell Aaron Hicks. He can spell Aaron Judge. Uh, he is a, he's an everyday outfielder that's now in the fourth role. Talkman is a fourth outfielder, um, and there's a difference there. Uh, the Yankees believe that they have a player similar to who he was in 2019, but that's not a given because, uh, you know, that was really the first uh, consistent big league chance he got. And so you have to measure 2019 versus 2020 versus what you have and need in 2021. And if you have everybody healthy and if you have Jay Bruce here, who's able to also play first base, remember they shipped Mike Ford out. um, So there's not a true first baseman on the roster besides Voigt and DJ LeMay, who is going to shift over late innings. More on that in a second. Um, you know, Talkman seems to be a guy who you want to have, but I don't know that there's a place for him. And if the Yankees are in a situation right now with Britton and Wilson where they're looking for relief help, perhaps Talkman can help them get that relief help. Remember, the Yankees dealt in excess of pitching two years ago. They traded a lefty named Philip Deal to Colorado to get Talkman when they needed an outfielder. So now when they need a pitcher, maybe Talkman can help get them that. Um, it's, uh, it's one possibility of the many things that they have to maneuver here over the course of the next few days. Now, I mentioned the idea of LeMahieu sliding to first base. We saw that in the game on Wednesday, and uh, it'll be a typical late-inning move uh, in place of Luke Voigt. Uh, watch LeMahieu slide over relating in defense. Now, when that happens, you need a second baseman. And unfortunately, Derek Dietrich isn't the, 
you know, the defensive type of replacement for that position. Uh, he's never been a, a good fielder. He plays multiple positions, but if you talk to people around the league and watch them closely, he doesn't play any of them particularly well. And if I see a, a weakness on the Yankees, it is on the defensive side in certain spots. We all know where they are, but I think in the infield, it's particularly uh, you know it's particularly glaring when you think about just the overall range. And if you move LeMahieu to first base, where he has much more range than Voigt, and I'm talking about late inning situations, you're going to want Tyler Wade at second base. And for all the hand-wringing we do over his offense, remember, if Tyler Wade isn't hitting... That's probably not the main reason the Yankees might not be winning games. You're going to point to eight other people. If Tyler Wade is in the starting lineup, he is the ninth most important offensive player in the lineup. So if the Yankees lose and Tyler Wade went 0 for 4, there's a pretty good chance that Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, DJ LeMahieu, Luke Voigt, and Gary Sanchez, and everybody else also went 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 or, or came up in certain spots and didn't get a hit. Um, if the Yankees aren't scoring enough runs to win a particular game, it's probably not Tyler Wade's fault. So having him on the team for his glove is is a good enough reason for me because I see the defensive shortcomings on this team. As for the offense, well, you know, Tyler Wade has hit better in the minors than in the majors. He wouldn't be the first player that's happened to. You know, you get a little overmatched, and he has looked overmatched at times, but he's also put together some good at-bats at times um, and has shown a, you know, a, a you know, decent uh, ability to walk in certain situations, and that lets him use his speed. But again, offense isn't his main thing, but one of the things he is trying to do is trying to remember, especially in the role he's being asked to play here, what kind of hitter he should be. Wade, you know, Wade is a guy that, like everybody else, got a little bit into launch angle power ball. And that's something that he needs to come back away from, and he knows that. I think you kind of, when you look at our lineup, you, you see a bunch of guys with power. Sometimes you try to do too much. But for me, what I was saying is like middle of the field and low line drives, that works for me. So just being able to hone in on keeping the ball low and just, hitting barrels and good things will happen. Um, it's been frustrating, but, uh, you know, like, like I said, I, I, every offseason I go in the offseason, I work as hard as I possibly can and figure out things to be more consistent. Um, and I'm starting to feel as consistent as I've been in a long time, and I'm excited about it. I keep thinking back to Mick Kelleher, who was a Yankees coach for several years here, including on the 09 team. And he was a major league infielder. And he was a coach for decades, retired a couple of years ago. Um, but he was an infielder in the 70s and early 80s. And he accomplished something that I don't think you can ever do in today's game. He played 11 big league seasons. He did not hit a single home run. There is... Uh, you cannot carry a player like that anymore. Now, a lot of different reasons for that. Parks are smaller. The ball is juiced. Lots of other things. But the type of player that Kelleher was does not stand a chance of staying on a big league roster 11 years if he doesn't contribute a little bit offensively. Um, Tyler Wade talked more today about the idea of filling that utility type of role, understanding what he's there for, and maybe not getting so infatuated with trying to keep up with the home run guys. Um, and he shouldn't. Uh, but it can be a little seductive, especially when you're a fringy player trying to separate yourself and trying to say, okay, what's going to keep me on a big league roster consistently? What's going to get me a big league job? Well, if I hit for more power, maybe that'll help. 
There are hundreds of players who are doing that exact same thing. And maybe it's to the detriment of the game, but that's the way the game is played right now. So a lot of people go into that. Um, Wade comes, if Wade can come back, remember, a healthy Yankee team features Tyler Wade in a much different role than a team that has Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez all in the IL at the same time. That's an important consideration. When you think about what the Yankees are going through the last couple of years with all their injuries, you are looking at their subs a lot differently. If the Yankees are healthy and they're putting these guys out there 140, 150 times a year, all their regulars are playing, a guy like Tyler Wade isn't getting nearly as many as at-bats, and he's not getting nearly as many important at-bats you know, in, um, in those spots. So I think that his spot on this team is pretty important. I think he is better than Dietrich for that role, and I think he is more important than carrying a sixth outfielder. If you're thinking about carrying both Bruce and Talkman and Gardner, I really don't see that being an effective bench for the New York Yankees. So um, I, I know we've kind of gone back and forth on this a little bit. I'm still unsure of how I feel about the Bruce Talkman thing because the way Bruce has come back down and really the confidence that Talkman seems to be displaying um, with you know his health and his ability to produce like he did two years ago. So that's a tough decision right there. Um, but for my in my mind, it's not a tough decision to keep Wade over Dietrich. And uh, we'll see how they go. We still have a few more days until some of those decisions get made. And then, um, and then there'll be more decisions coming up before opening day. Opening day is a week from Thursday. The weather doesn't look too bad. It's around 50, some sun. Listen, I'll take it. Could be a lot worse. Um, I'm sure, you know, I would love some of these 60 and 70 degree days we've been having in New York. But as long as it's not raining or 32 or snowing, something like that, I think I'll take it. More still to come here in the days leading up to opening day. Please make sure you subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or your other podcast platforms. Uh, You'll get uh, hit subscribe and you'll get my reports and Ed Coleman's Mets reports delivered to you daily. Once again, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.